Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2020 has been the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never had before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Guys, Nailed hello. It. I, actually have, I actually have a hat for you, Paige. <laughs> and oh. I've been told to tell you that if you would respond to your DMs, you'd have some swag. Oh, But because yes. you're not responding to your DMs, oh, wow. people on YouTube can see the hat. Yes, okay. Hat. So well, that is a sweet respond hat. To your DMs. I will respond to my DMs. Inboxes loaded. Yeah. Right yeah. Right? I'm really bad about it. I'm sorry, guys. I will get better. But um, I'm really bad about it too. So it's not just you. Same. Yeah. It's all of us. But hello. Hello. Happy uh, Christmas week. We are, if you're watching on YouTube, we're in festive gear. Uh, Mello has a sweet reindeer sweater with a, it has a beer pouch, which is amazing. Again, on YouTube, it's got a pouch. Uh, Paige is in a beautiful Argyle. Not not quite what I thought we were doing today. (laughs) I could have worn a (laughs) cable net sweater. uh, And I forgot until this morning. So I had to go to Walmart two days before Christmas, which is why I'm in a party animal pug (laughs) t-shirt. Yours is the best one. (laughs) I mean, it looks great. So my son's home on Christmas break and uh, I'm a single parent. So he's with me all week for work. So he goes with me this morning. He's like, dad, you got to get this one. It's like, well, I know I have to fucking get that one. It's the only <laughs> one there, but he likes it a lot. And that's all that matters to me. So uh, Merry Christmas slash happy holidays slash whatever you're celebrating this week. Hopefully it's a good time. Maybe you're just celebrating the fact that we're here doing a podcast. That's good enough for me. Same. That's where I'm at right now. Just happy to, to be here. Just like a couple more days to get me through this stressful little season and then I'll be good to go. Yeah, stress is high. College football playoff is out, and it's Christmas. It's very close to Christmas this year, which is very odd. It yeah. is. Everything's a week or two late. Uh, I keep getting like Facebook memory notifications of like we were at Bears Chiefs a year ago, and it's just like oh, college football is over two years ago or a year ago and two years ago. It is weird, but we have college football playoffs to talk about. Alabama against uh, Notre Dame. And then Clemson against Ohio State. It feels like we've seen this movie before, guys, because we <laughs> have. That's why. And like that's just that's where college football is. It's you have these blue bloods, and then every couple of years you get an LSU who has an historic team, and they make that surprise run. Didn't happen this year. It's really the same four teams who have dominated this playoff since it was invented. I assume everyone here is smart in picking Alabama, but uh, you guys might surprise me. Oh yeah, I am. I, they look so good this year. It's so much better than even what they did last year. And there's no LSU in the way this year. And, you know, I'm happy with the four teams that the committee picked. I, I know that there are a lot of people who are like, oh, Cincinnati. Like, I get it. I like them. Join a big boy conference. Go to the Big 12. That's my take on that thing, though. So I'm excited about the, the matchups. I think Alabama versus Notre Dame, like that one's going to sell. And it's going to be an ass whooping. But also Clemson, Ohio State's a very good matchup, too. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not surprised one bit. I think I said last week that like the four teams that are in it now are going to be in it when it's the final reveal. Um, I do think it's frustrating because I think college football fans are just kind of sick and tired of hearing the committee say that like, oh, these are the best four teams to to play this year. And it's like, okay, that's not necessarily it. Um, These are the best four teams by the eye test for sure. Okay, fine. But I think the other part of it is like, you have to, you have to understand that like, this is more about money and it it should be called an invitational as opposed to like anything else because Ohio state being in with only playing a short season. Look, I think they passed the eye test and I think they're a good football team, but I get why people are frustrated with them being in the playoff because it's a short season. We might as well just admit that the committee is picking them based on things they've seen in the past and what they know of that program, as opposed to what you're saying this year. Um, And this was the first year I was like, this is so annoying. Like, just admit that this is what we're doing. Like, please don't make it about, and it became very obvious because of Cincinnati and coastal Carolina um, that, that, you know, group of five teams have no chance and there's no reason they should be, be a part of the. To Mello's point. If like Cincinnati, that's a hell of a program. If you don't like it, join the Big 12. Uh, You know, if you don't like it, join the ACC. Like get in a conference that is a power five because that is just part of the, that's the gig. Like when you're a group of five, like we all know a group of five is not getting in. It's not going to happen. It's if UCF didn't get in, 
No one else is going to get in. This is just the world we live in right now. And for Texas A&M fans, I saw someone tweet this and I agree with it so much. If your biggest, like if your resume seller is, we only lost to the number one team by 28 points, sit down. No one wants to hear that shit. A team that you're going to have to play again. Like, right. No, but I don't right. want to see that. Again. I don't either. I don't want to watch Kellen Mond struggle against Alabama, at least with Notre Dame. Again, like we said, this is about money. Notre Dame has, I would imagine, the largest national fan base, but it's also, it's a blue blood. It's a prestige program. And I am going to watch to see, can Ian Book like do something magical against Alabama, a team that's pretty young on defense, especially in the front seven? Can Ian Book and those amazing weapons they have at Notre Dame? This feels like a little bit of a different Notre Dame team, even though they lost to Clemson on Saturday. Like, they also beat Clemson once before. So I'm okay with the four teams. But this is a weird year. And Paige, I don't know how you feel about this. It's a weird year because we didn't have that fifth team that had a great argument unless you're on the side that Cincinnati did. But, you know, there wasn't years past. It's like, oh, if there were eight teams, this would be perfect. It, this year, it feels like there should be three teams. And it's just let Clemson and Ohio State play. Whoever wins could play Alabama. I would have been okay with that. Yeah. No, I, I think the thing that people forget is that Notre Dame played like a complete season. So if this is about resume, then Notre Dame has the resume to get in. Yes, they lost to Clemson, but Clemson is so good. And it seems like everybody forgot. Like, I don't understand why everyone was like, oh, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence for a few games. They still were competitive and still good. So they right. have a very complete team and a complete program over there. But I, I understand not like thinking that group of five teams should get in, but like, I honestly believe that we should expand it, not because I think we just need more teams getting in and like we need space for like all power fives or whatever, because I do think your argument about having people join a power five conference is a little bit bullshit because the Pac-12 wow. and the Big 12 would like a word like they don't get any respect at all. Like the Big you 12 win, though. But but again, like just because. OK, so the Pac-12 is a power five pro or power five conference. OK, they don't ever have an undefeated person. And the problem there is that, oh, they're not undefeated, but like that's so wait, they're going to be punished for having competitive games as opposed to a SEC that has a very top heavy conference. Like, okay, Alabama is not being challenged. That's it is what it is. Everybody loses to Alabama or you don't play in your conference game or your conference championship and you don't lose to Alabama twice. So that does make it tough. Yeah. yeah, it's like, that's why I'm like, expand it, but not only just to like let people in, but I think we would get better matchups. Like we'd get, we'd, we'd have room for creativity if you had more than four. You know what I mean? The reason that Notre Dame is at four is because they didn't want that playing Clemson again. But like, yeah. if you expand it, you have room to add a Cincinnati and have Cincinnati prove that they can beat a highly ranked power five team. Like if not, they are not in. And I don't see why that's an issue. Expand it to the New Year Six, do all of those things. Um but yeah, I, 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 I think the best four teams in the country are in the playoff currently. I'm just always going to believe that a, a group of five teams, like this isn't March Madness where you're going to get Dayton making a run through the Sweet 16. Like Cincinnati, those are good athletes. Luke Fickle's a hell of a coach. You're not on the level of Notre Dame. You're not on the level of Alabama. I know one is right now, but like, to me, even when it was UCF, it's like, okay, you guys are cute, but you get your ass kicked and everyone knows it. And it would be like a welterweight fighting a heavyweight. Like, okay, you're going to dance around and it's going to be entertaining for a second, and then they're going to hit you, and this is going to be over. That's how I view Cincinnati and all the group of five teams. Like, there should be a group of five playoff and a power five playoff. You can be the group of five champion. You're the power five champion. If you two want to play flag football to determine the real champion, go for it. But Alabama wipes the floor with Alabama's backups beat every group of five team in the country right now. I mean, just look at the way they handled the SEC. I'm kind of with Paige, though. I, I do want to see an expansion because you have five conferences and you do continue to leave out two of them. So you might as well go to six teams or go to eight teams and just automatic qualifier win your conference. You're in like, I don't care if you're six and four, eight and two, whatever it is. If you win your conference, you should be the Oregon Ducks in the, in the <laughs> right. yeah. freaking playoffs yeah. right now. In most normal years, it would work right. itself out right. and hopefully we get that next year. But uh, four teams never felt right. Even when they expanded it and people are like, oh my God, we got four. It never felt like a good number to have anyway. So I'm with it. Like do six and give two teams a buy or whatever it is or, or eight and nobody gets a buy. But I do want to see some expansion. And it makes so much sense money-wise too. Like you're going to have these bowls. You're going to have more advertising. I don't know why they're so reluctant to go to eight teams. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Maybe they don't want Cincinnati upsetting Alabama and then having to say, oh, the Bearcats won the 2020 
college football championship. But that's like college basketball. People love that tournament. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't you look at that tournament and go, oh, wow, people literally move their schedule to watch that in basketball for an entire month. Maybe. Or maybe they don't want Will Anderson breaking Desmond Ritter in half and the liability that comes with that. Because how is that kid true freshman? True freshman. True freshman. 18 years old. And to be a day one starter at Alabama. I don't be ridiculous. understand. That's why, from a scouting perspective, I really like the four teams that made this because I don't think Ian Book's a high-end NFL prospect by any means, but he's a good college quarterback. And so getting to see the matchup of those Notre Dame weapons, like who does Patrick Sartan cover? Because we saw him on Kyle Pitts a lot in the SEC championship game. Does he have to try to take on Michael Meyer? Like, what, what do you do with these guys? So I'm excited for that aspect. The Notre of Dame list. offensive line versus the Alabama defensive line is going to be yep. one hell of a matchup. Justin Fields against the Clemson defense is going to be a hell of a matchup, too. Justin Fields versus himself might be the matchup. Yeah. That might be the real matchup right now, honestly. Justin Fields is Carson Wentz right now. Like, oh, That's man, he's a really good athlete and the traits are there, but... Don't huh? put it on him. It's, I'm not putting it on him. He's doing it to himself. Mentally, he, mentally though, like this season for Justin Fields has had to have been super taxing. Like I will give him that. Like out of any of the the quarterbacks and the teams, like Ohio State's had probably the roughest go of it. And I I would say that that's kind of probably playing it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence here. got COVID. <laughs> he actually got it and had to come back. So I don't know if I can go with you there. I love you. I don't know if I can go. No, with I you said mentally. One. I didn't say physically. Okay. Mentally well, I mean, just mentally getting a respiratory virus that's killed 300,000 people. <laughs> I mean, it'd be kind of tough too, you know, just yeah. maybe. Not for but your team's cleansing right. and you have a five-star that can back you up and the pressure is not all on you to carry your team. Right. Which is why Carson Wentz can't do that. Your backup comes in and you mentally fall apart. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, we don't know the details there. Justin Fields does scare me though. And I, this wasn't on the rundown, but I'm going to go there. It is to the point where every time he plays a good defense now, you're almost holding your breath because the processing is is slowing down instead of speeding up, which is what you'd like to see at the end of year two as a starter. He's still an athlete and he still does make really good plays. But to me, the decision making and the processing speed are scary enough that the New York Jets at number two right now. I don't think Jets fans are lining up for Justin Fields. Isn't it crazy how looking at the draft, everybody was like, oh, well, when the Jets were picking one, it was clearly Trevor Lawrence, number one. And then we had Justin Fields going two to the Jaguars. And now that that's flipped, it's like, eh, maybe not. I don't know. I even saw in your latest mock draft that you didn't even have him taking Justin Fields. I don't know if that's a, we watched him over the weekend, had a lot of questions, but it feels like everybody has switched to that. I don't know what the difference is. It's a pivot to, they need to build around Sam Darnold. (laughs) Sam's also looked good the last three weeks. Yeah. I'm about it. I've been, Jets are all over me. I, I said they should take Sewell at number two, and that's what you had. That's what I had too. Don't like, do they that. have so much free agent money to spend. Build around Sam Darnold for a year and see what's there. And if it doesn't work out, hell, go for quarterback next year. But you have Penny Sewell, you have Mackay Becton. No one's going to touch Sam Darnold. And then uh, I don't know about Juju. I don't think he's going to be in Pittsburgh next year. I think he is. But this dude on the Jets, team him up. He's already said like he loves Sam Darnold. Would love to play with him again. Cool. Go do your TikTok dances in New York City. I think it's a perfect match. It really is. I haven't I connected that one yet. I was all about like Hunter Henry. Right? Right? It's Juju lot to the of, Jets. A lot of options. See, it even works. Uh, so there's, your, there's your headline. Juju Jets. There's our clip for the week. Uh, okay, how about the Heisman Trophy? I was late to the party, but uh, happy to have a party of three now. Najee Harris has to win this thing. Has to. 25 total touchdowns this year. Uh, he, he's, he has carried this team. And I think trying to look at everything objectively over the last several weeks, because I went on a rant recently about this is a season long award, not a December award, season long award when they've needed something. It's been Najee, even going back early in the season, like he was the guy running, receiving. He's the tone setter. And what what really impressed me Saturday, I saw him uh, late in the first half. I saw him call a timeout, to stop the clock so that they could get in position to, I think they kicked a field goal. It was like, and I know that's something that Heisman voters be like, okay, but his football IQ is so goddamn high. And you see it in blitz protection. You see in the way he gets out of the backfield and extends his route. Like, he is that offense to me. No disrespect to Devontae Smith, who's amazing. No disrespect to Mac Jones. And they should just have this ceremony in Tuscaloosa. Najee deserves the Heisman. Yeah, and I'm just I'm really rooting for the two of them, Devontae Smith and Najee. And my vote is going to go to Najee as well. If I had one, my fantasy vote is going. To- <laughs> if I had one, you couldn't talk about it. So. Right. But I I really love what he's done all year, and I think we knew even coming back like this guy's in for a big year. 
Devontae Smith has been special. He's still a receiver. I don't know if the voters were even going to vote a receiver. So I think if somebody has to do it, it should be Najee. And like Matt said, yeah, just go to Tuscaloosa. Let Nick Saban host you. It's got to be one of those two. And Mac Jones has played his ass off, but I don't think that he is a legit candidate. Candidate. I, I think it's got to go to one of these guys. I'm just glad it's not a quarterback anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. True. I I obviously agree because I've been saying Najee should win the Heisman all year. Um, for four years. Yeah, right. for a yeah. while now. <laughs> Since he it, left SoCal. I, I need it. Um, NorCal, hey. Um, Sorry. Excuse me. But I obviously do know Najee and the thing that struck me as so interesting is that one, a lot of people were surprised he went back. Um, I think a lot of people who know him weren't because they know, like you said, his, his football IQ is so high, but like, he is like a sponge. Like he wanted to take in everything he can from, from Nick Saban in Alabama. Like that was a big part of why he stayed. Um, and I just, he's such a humble kid. And I loved seeing um, on Saturday that he finally got a little cocky and was like, what you mean? I've been catching I've been catching balls since I was like in the fetus position, fetal position. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, but like, that's the Which. first time I've seen him like really let it out. And I think he's getting to that point where um, he's, yeah, I think he's getting to the point where he's like confident in himself and is letting everyone see the like big personality he has, but before he was just grinding and doing his, his football thing. But um, Saturday was amazing to see him, especially against a very good Florida team. I mean, they went to him because they knew that that's where they were going to be successful. And if that's your guy and that's your go-to thing, like that's how you know that he's the best player on their team. Does my guy Kyle Trask get any love from you guys for how well he played Saturday? Because like um, they stayed in that game. Yes. And there were so many throws that were just, I mean, against great defenders. And he's just putting the ball in beautiful positions. I, he's so accurate. Yeah, I, I actually don't think he just, gets enough credit for that. I was pretty upset that people just like completely dropped him from the Heisman race and brought Trevor Lawrence in. Because like you said, it's a complete body of work. And no offense to Trevor Lawrence, but like he did sit out a few games. Like it's yeah. that's just the nature of the beast. And like, yes, he if we were like, if this was the award for the best player at their position in college football, fine. We would yeah. probably have to give to Trevor Lawrence, but it's more about like what he's done through the year. And I think that, um, you know, Kyle Trask has been a little bit more impressive and yes, that wasn't a perfect game, but I mean, he played pretty well. I mean, it was a little tough, but I, I was more worried about him after the LSU game than anything else. But I, I do think in terms of like all year long, um, I think he should be a finalist just because of of the body of work that he had, as opposed to just the the this last weekend. I'd say if you're taking four, if you're gonna, do, I don't even know what the plan is for the Heisman. I know it's gonna be like, it's like a, a Zoom thing. Yeah. So I guess if you're taking four candidates, I think Kyle Trask he deserves a spot. I mean, look at what he's done all year. I know that he had some fumbles in that game against Alabama, but he still played very well. I think he's the fourth guy. Trevor Lawrence, I love him. I think he's a perfect prospect, but. He hasn't had like a Heisman year. So yeah. love the guy. Go first overall. Enjoy Jacksonville. You're not a Heisman guy, though. Enjoy Jacksonville. No joke. Uh, congrats to them. Now watch them beat the Steelers or something. I think that's who they play this week and just mess it all up. I wouldn't be surprised uh, from what we saw from Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. Beating the Steelers, not as hard as we thought it was. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. Then the Bengals winning means that they cannot have the first or second pick. They're essentially locked into the third pick unless they win more games. So uh, so that will be exciting. We already talked about the Jets a little bit, so we'll, we'll skip that nugget for now. Uh, but Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, guys, there's been a lot, of, a lot reported, a lot of rumors about what Carson Wentz wants, uh, how he, if he's willing to support Jalen Hurts or not, what the future is of him. We've talked about it before. That contract is almost impossible to move off of. Now, it, it can happen. It's just going to be very, very difficult for Philadelphia Eagles to eat that over, whether it's one year or two years spreading out that cap space. But the play of Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, like that's what you have to build around. And I feel like the energy on the field when he's been out there has proved that. Like the, the defense is playing harder. Your weapons on offense are being more productive. And I don't know if that's sustainable over the next four years of a rookie contract, but it looks pretty good right now with the same weapons, the same pieces around him. Jalen Hurts has produced and not turned the ball over something we can't say about Carson Wentz. The turnovers were just crippling and the offensive lines looked a lot better too. When you have a mobile quarterback back there, uh, Carson Wentz, I don't hate him, but a guy was kind of stuck in his position and now Jalen Hurts can move around a little bit. The offensive line looks better. Skill position guys look better. And I don't know if you're getting anything back for Carson Wentz. It might just be like a, We'll give you a seventh if you take on his contract. 
or something. But the dude once out of town didn't look great. I hope he catches on somewhere else. I want to see what he can do. But uh, if it were my team, I wouldn't be too excited about them bringing in Carson Wentz. Yeah, no. And you can't like I understand that like the contract is tough and you don't want to eat that. But like at the same time, like it's not going to get any better. Like if the relationship is as bad as it's rumored to be and like, I mean, I even heard that like they were saying that like he's kind of had his bad attitude towards Jalen and like it's kind of a combative deal going on there. Like that's not good. Like you don't want that because you, you don't want to ruin a good thing that you have with Jalen in terms of what's going on with the whole team. And so I think you just have to to bite the bullet and just figure it out. That's why in the NFL, the best thing you can do as general manager is admit your mistake when you realize you've made a mistake. And yep. I, I liked Carson Wentz a lot coming out of North Dakota State. They should have stuck with Nick Foles. The the other thing too is that people think that when like a GM admits he's wrong, moves on from that player, and that player goes on to have success, that that GM was wrong about that specific player and like should have kept them and stayed with them. That's not necessarily the case. It's more just like this was the wrong choice for the Eagles. Like now yeah. it's time to move on from that. And like yes, he can have success other places, but like here it's not going to work. Right. I mean, we're Niner fans. Alex Smith that's the exact situation of he wasn't bad. He wasn't terrible, yeah. but he wasn't good enough. And it's time to move on. Same in Kansas city, same in Kansas He's city, good, but better quarterbacks. Out right. There. I mean, Sorry Ryan Tannehill in Miami, I think Dolphins fans are pretty happy with how that's worked out. They yeah. should be. And so Paige Carson Wentz uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Would you do that? Would you want, would you rather Wentz or Garoppolo? Garoppolo Sorry. as a football I player. I just don't know. As a football player, I just don't trust. I mean, from what I've seen, at least Jimmy got us somewhere. You know what I mean? Not that Carson Wentz didn't. He did get hurt, but Nick Foles finished the job, whatever. But yeah, I would I would take Jimmy, even though I know you want to move on. But I would rather Matthew Stafford come our way than, curious. than Carson Wentz. To your answer. <sighs> this is like a, a lose-lose for me. What's the opposite of Sophie's choice? Where you're like, neither. They can both <laughs> die. Um <laughs> I would take Carson Wentz just because I feel like we've seen higher end play from him, but I, you better hire like the Dr. Freud of sports psychologist if yes. you trade for Carson Wentz, because that man is broken. Like yeah. you got to find, I don't know who that person is or how many people it will take the team that acquires him better be ready to deal with that mental aspect of it. You also better be ready to get rid of your backup quarterback right. because if there's any competition whatsoever, I mean, Nick Mullins might have to hit the road. You know, I'm, I'm okay with getting rid of both of the backup. I'm good. At this point, the good news is CJ Beathard's the backup, so you don't have to worry about that. This is like when you start dating someone new and they make you delete every girl you've ever talked to out of your phone. That's Carson Wentz. Whoever dates Carson Wentz next has to scrub their phone. Yeah, like scrub their I, Instagram I account. I can see her name in your phone, right? Everything's gone. No Everything. posts. All the social media posts are gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. That's Carson Wentz right now. Okay. Something we haven't seen, I think, in Paige's lifetime, at least. The New England Patriots are bad uh, to the point that for the first time since 2008 and only the second time since 2000, they will miss the playoffs. So, Paige, I, can you remember the Patriots being bad? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Never I, in my I, life do I remember the Patriots. And so, like, I actually struggle to because in you know in the mid and early '90s they got Drew Bledsoe and they made a Super Bowl run, and they were never like that bad in between Bledsoe and Brady. So, like, you're talking my early childhood, but when the last time this franchise was bad, they're gonna have a they're not gonna have a winning record. We don't know you have to have a losing record. It looks like, but uh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick. I, you guys know this. I'm the biggest Tom Brady homer in the world, especially for someone who's not a Patriots fan. I love Tom Brady so much. And this just makes me happy because all that shit about Brady's the system quarterback, everyone can just stop saying that now. And, and even the people are like, oh, he's not good in Tampa. He's fifth in the NFL in yards. He's thrown 30 touchdowns. They struggled a little bit early on. Tam Tampa Tom, good goodness gracious, is playing pretty damn good. Tampa and Tom. Cam Newton's thrown five touchdown passes. <laughs> so can we just take a minute to like, I don't want to bash Paige's employer, but can we just take a minute to be like to all these people who were like, oh my God, they got Cam Newton for a million. Bill Belichick's so smart. They got Cam Newton for a million because he sucks. He's not good anymore. And I'm so tired of every week being like, Cam's going to break out. Cam's going to break out. He's not. Week We've 16. seen it. We've seen what he is. He's not good anymore. We make so many damn excuses for this guy. He's not a good quarterback. It has nothing to do with race or fashion or anything else. It just has to do, not, not even laptops. It just has to do with the fact that I don't think he's any good. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's, his prime is past. When I put this in the rundown, I did not know that Pat 
had such a passionate we rant planned. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a big Tom Brady guy. And that's why everyone's like, oh, he's a system quarterback. And like, no, or Look, the I system would still be running. I don't think that he's a system quarterback, but I also don't think that I, I don't know. I, I'm not that impressed with what he's doing in Tampa Bay as a collective team, if he's that great of a quarterback. But um, it's so funny how many people are like, Belichick's done. This is it. He's done. I'm like, why are we doing this? We've learned this lesson every single time we think something bad is happening to the Patriots that Belichick is going to fix it. So I don't think this is a he's done. They're not going to be able to fix it. I, I'm just I've learned my lesson way too many times. I'm not going to say that they're done and this is it. And I'm not going to say Belichick it needed Brady to win all of those things. Yes, it obviously helped. But I do think there was a relationship that worked pretty well there. Um, maybe he'll take Jimmy back. I don't know. But um, that's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> but I, I, mm-hmm. I did not know you had such a for I have a lot of Brady. I have a rant about everything just ready to go. It just you just got to push the right button. Melo, you know, <laughs> you play Madden and like after you win a Super Bowl with your franchise, you're like, well, that's not fun anymore. Let me trade everyone and start. Try again. Just blow. It I'm going to ruin my salary cap. <laughs> I'm going to blow it up. I think that's what Belichick did. He's like, this shit's boring. I need a challenge. You I'm going to ruin my salary cap. And the problem is that people are going to believe you and take you literally. Yeah. Because the narrative around the Patriots all year have been like, oh, well, Belichick's just tanking for Trevor Lawrence. He didn't even really want Cam. Or even on the same like site, you would see he's a genius. Look at what he got. He's got Cam Newton and the former MVP for only a million dollars. It's just, I don't know what the narrative is going to be around the Patriots going into next year. Do they want to suck? Do they want to win? Uh, Belichick just has everybody in a mind fuck where he can do whatever he wants now. Absolutely yep. does. He's he is the Queen's Gambit. He's that girl where it's like sits down. And you're like, I don't fucking know what to do right now. <laughs> this little girl with the wide set eyes just scared the shit out of me. I can't I can't play against her. Great show, by the way. Highly recommend it. But I do think it's going to be interesting where they're at 15 right now. I think in the, the mock draft order, mm-hmm. I I think two things will happen. Either he will call Nick Saban and find a way to get Mac Jones if Saban signs off on him or like I said, Garoppolo is going to be out in San Francisco because you have to move on from that contract now, and he's going to go right back to New England and win a fucking Super Bowl. Your guy Trey Lance will end up there. God damn it. That'd be nice. Huh? In San Francisco, that'd be great. No, in New England. Great. That would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, Paige, Charlie Woods, that's your new, your new golfer? Um, first of all, I'm very – yeah, he did the fist pump. Charlie that was cool when he did that. Tiger Woods' lie. son, 11 years old. Um, I – First of all, I was so excited that we were just going to get to see him play in general. But this kid is like swaggy beyond all belief. He like walked in a putt. He like has the twirl down. He has all the same mannerisms as his dad. I he shot an eagle. Yeah, yeah. he he Not shot the they, bird, the golf thing. They had like a chip shot and his was closer to the pin than his dad's. <laughs> Like, I literally could not believe what I was seeing. And everyone's like, he's 11. Can we stop hyping him? I'm like, no, no, no. We are going to enjoy this for as long as we can. Because, (laughs) I mean, Tiger's eventually going to be done. And we're going to get Charlie. And it's just going to be perfect. It was so fun to watch this weekend. And I just was so sick of people being like, I don't need to see Tiger Woods' 11-year-old. I'm like, okay, I do. Sorry. Anything he does, I'm excited about. So please post it. Have we not nicknamed him Cub yet? Like Tiger Cub. should Tiger Cub, you know, Cub Woods. I like it. <laughs> no? no, I don't think he's so. Charlie. Okay, Charlie's Charlie good Woods. name. I Char- did like watching him play though. And like, can you imagine if even the three of us go out there and we're playing golf with Tiger Woods and we're like, actually, we're gonna play your ball in this one, you're better than Tiger. And to do that as an 11 year old, yeah. for him to come out there and showcase with his dad and like to put it in like a scouting world, moment wasn't too big for him. This is his first exposure in like golf and the dude is killing it. He's out there wearing red on Sunday. Uh, So that I loved. I loved that so much. (laughs) Cutting in like it's really cool. And I think the future of golf is going to be great with him. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. I saw like him. They played with Justin Thomas and his dad and like to see like Justin Thomas, who's probably going to play with Charlie like there and just like see their relationship and how much fun they were having. I was like, this kid like has it like he's going to know he's going to be able to handle all the golf pressure. He's has a very famous family. So he's going to get the spotlight thing way earlier than tiger did. So I think, and he's going to learn from his dad's mistakes, hopefully um, in that aspect. I wonder if he's I'm aware so of his excited. dad's Stay mistakes. away from trees while driving. <laughs> and what is the place like a Perkins? Yeah. Right. Don't go there. Go to Denny's. Yep. I hop at your place, son. <laughs> I will say as a parent, that would be so cool though. Like uh, my son asked me the other day, he's seven. 
He's like, what do you think I'll be when I grow up? And before I could answer, he goes, nothing with football. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I do think it would be cool to have a kid who was like really into what you do and something you could enjoy together. Uh, I don't have that experience currently. <laughs> Maybe say. in the next four years that will change. <laughs> not in sports. It's like not football. Like, okay. <laughs> Dang. Fine. Yeah. I think when you grow up immersed in it, it's like one or the other. You're either going to love it or hate it. Yes. You know, and he's definitely trending toward the hate right now. So we'll, hopefully that switches. Mine, mine go back and forth. We watched the Chiefs game on Sunday, and it was really cool to have them there and them be involved and watch question, ask questions about it. I don't think they're going to be like diehard fans, though. They're going to be those casual fans that just like to tailgate. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't have kids, but my kids will golf. So that's already been decided. Um, I keep trying to push golf onto mine, and they don't want to. I'm like, hey, like you can drive the golf cart when no one's looking. Like it'll be a good time. And I, like, nope, is it hot out there? It's a little bit. Like not going. Not standing out there all day. Not gonna do it, Dad. Sorry. Yeah, mine's kind of getting into basketball, which I'm okay with. Basketball is exciting to get into. Yeah, he's he's oddly tall for his age <laughs> and very lanky. So wait for there baseball season. That's my best <laughs> chance. Uh, speaking of basketball, NBA season is here. And this is one sport where uh, Melo and I, both Texas football fans, Paige and I, both 49er fans, Melo and I, both Royals fans. So we have commonalities in every sport except the NBA. So this is where we can really dig in and hate one another. I also think we're all fans of a Western Conference team. It's not the same one. Kind of. So this should be fun. Mello, I don't know the answer to this question. Who is your basketball team? It used to be the Spurs. I, you knew that. I grew yeah. up a huge Spurs fan. But when they lost Kawhi, it was really hard to root for him. But Pop is still there, so I'm still kind of rooting for the Spurs. But also, I'm jumping on that Luka train. I, I'm all about it. I want to see what he does in Dallas. So in the NBA, it's hard to have a team. But players that I'm rooting for would definitely be Luka. I love it. Yeah, I I have been a Blake Griffin fan for a really long time, so I have to say the Pistons. But obviously, you guys know I have hopped on the Bucks bandwagon for the last oh, year I now. You were a Warriors fan. God no. Oh, I'm so lost right now. My Professor whole family, big Warriors. Yeah, my whole family is our Warriors fans. Um, I we we didn't live in the Bay Area when like the Warriors started to get good. Um, we do now when they've won championships, but, um, I just was never a fan of the Warriors. And then, um, in high school, I loved college basketball, loved Blake Griffin. Cause he was player of the year at Oklahoma, wherever he got drafted, I became a fan of became a Clippers fan and boy, was that miserable. Um, so yeah, long story short, where Blake goes, I go, but huge bucks fan, very excited that Giannis signed an extension super max. Here we go. Um, very happy for that team makes more sense now. <laughs> what uh, the, your text when Giannis signed makes so much more sense to me now i it just clicked i really thought you were a warriors fan it's like no. why is she excited that Giannis excited is? about Giannis not signed no i'm very excited that it because if i already have to listen to how great the warriors have been and are in this house do you think it would be fun for me to have them have Giannis? no um maybe that's why i became a bucks like bandwagoner i was like Probably. let me spite let me spite my family oh i love you guys just kidding um yeah but yeah, no, I, I'm rooting for the Bucks this year. Okay, well, here you go. The Nuggets? You got you bought gear? Look I have gear. Know. I have swag. I'm a Nuggets you have more fan. Nuggets gear than you do 49ers gear. That's very true. I do. <laughs> I do. I have no 49ers gear at all. I just uh, even Sunday with the Niners Cowboys game was on, and my girlfriend was like, "You don't want to watch that game?" I was like, "I just want them to lose at this point. I don't need to watch that happen." So, so watched <laughs> it. But no, I am a Nuggets fan uh, because Melo and I host a daily radio show. I had to start watching the NBA again. And to do that, I felt like it was appropriate to pick a team. So I picked a team purely based on logo and Nuggets fan. So Jamal Murray is my guy. I like the Nuggets. They yeah. might make a, a nice little run in the playoffs this year. I, yeah. And I'm very excited. NBA tips off Tuesday night. I'm definitely going to be watching it. That's our that's listeners. You know how it ended if you're following along. Hmm. Very I'm so excited. I, I can't wait. Not aware. Can't wait know what i'm doing tonight watching watch basketball uh it is the week of christmas though and in the spirit of that uh we already gave gifts to each other well some of us did Paige some got hers Paige got hers and opened them we are still waiting sorry. i'm sorry because i bought <laughs> gifts for your children as well so oh, it took a little well, longer get on our level have some kids i'll send them presents <laughs> i don't know what i'm supposed to tell mine because the whole santa claus thing Ooh. 
What? Be like, Auntie Paige is dating Santa. Here's some gifts. <laughs> Sent him late. Yeah. That's a good question. Well, Santa Claus brings presents. Now their presents are late. You don't get them presents from you? I'm just kidding. Yeah, it'll be fine. I just <laughs> oh, wanted to I make was you like, nervous. I was like, what? I'm like, do they not know? <sighs> they're they're... Uh, so, Go ahead. Sorry. So anyway, so we were going to give our favorite sports teams or just things in sports, uh, some, some presents. Uh, I'll start this off. My number one wish, if I were sending on Santa's lap right now, would be a real quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't mean Matthew Stafford or Matt Ryan, not some 32-year-old broken back guy. I really desperately want Zach Wilson. Yeah, you're 33. It's okay. I really want Zach Wilson from BYU. Looking like that's not going to happen, I will happily settle for Mac Jones or uh, Trey Lance. We could. I'm good with anybody. Just I don't want another old quarterback that we have to start over with. I do think that that's probably what Kyle Shanahan wants. I've never, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know of Kyle Shanahan ever picking a quarterback to be his guy. I know CJ Beathard in the third round is pretty fucking close to that, but I would love for Kyle Shanahan to, you know, it's not cutting time, buddy. You got to pick the quarterback of the future. I, you're being paid a lot of money to do that. That is what I want to happen. It feels like Mac Jones would actually be like a surprisingly good fit there. Yeah, I think so. Throwing the ball vertically, like maybe he could be there. I don't know. Uh, Kyle Wilson, or sorry, Zach Wilson, not going to be there. Maybe you could get like a Kyle Trask, but it's going to be tough. For me, uh, I guess this is for Paige as well. I didn't realize you were such a Bucks fan either, uh, but I do like Giannis. I think he's one, probably the best player in the league outside of LeBron. I want to get him a solid number two player. I like Chris Middleton. I think he's really good. But if you could get somebody else in there to pair with him or even like a, just a decent number three, I think the Bucs would be unstoppable. But right now, Giannis has to do everything by himself. And I know everybody wants to talk shit on him and like, oh, you can't win the finals. You can't perform in the playoffs. To me, this is like old Peyton Manning. Like, well, you can't do it by himself. Yeah. Or it took Jordan six years to do it. But we expect Giannis to do it right now by himself. So I think that they would be unstoppable if they could get another guy in there. And I want to see it. No yeah. offense to Chris Middleton, but I want to no. see a solid number two. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that he didn't go somewhere to get that. I want the Bucks to bring that in for him. And I think they're yeah. they're working on on doing that and and getting it in. Um, my first one is to get it in. My f- first one is, um, when he is healthy, I would like to gift Joe Burrow an offensive line. I think the Bengals need to get somebody good. I hope the jets pass on an offensive lineman. Is, so is that they- what it says in the rundown, what it, that's not what the rundown says. What it says, fuck you jets. Oh, oh, I was trying. <laughs> I didn't write that. I didn't write that. I like the Jets. <laughs> I I wrote that because I don't want them to take that away from Joe Burrow. Um, but yeah, no, I think Joe Burrow needs an offensive line. I just, I, yeah. I obviously he's hurt now and it sucks, but I, I hope to God that they make that a priority to protect a guy that's going to do really great things for them. Hopefully. Sometimes for Christmas, as a kid, you wish for the thing that you know you can't have. Like, uh, you know, Melo and I, we grew up through different stages of income levels, right? And some some years you'd ask for something. It's like, there's no way in hell I'm getting this. If Santa's real, I'm going to get... I remember being like five... <laughs> I figured it out real quick. Like, I remember when Sega's first came out. You know, it's like, uh-huh. ooh, I want that. It's like, I know our parents can't afford a $300 gaming system. Santa can. So in the spirit of that, I want Urban Meyer as the next head coach of the University of Texas. I know it's not going to happen, guys, but this is my Christmas miracle. Maybe the spirit of our sweaters will rub off on the AD at Texas or something. It's not going to happen, but I understand Christmas gifts are not always realistic. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Like Mello's daughters told me they're like, hey, make our dad get a girlfriend for Christmas. It's like, I can't do that. This is the same thing. Aww, Likelihoods are the same. So but he gives in finally and dates someone like long term. And the Urban Meyer commits to Texas. Mellow committing to a girl, Urban Meyer committing to Texas, equal probability. Yeah, neither neither going to happen, <laughs> but it's a nice little dream. Uh, I would love for it to happen. Uh, Urban, Which Meyer, one? Urban Meyer to <laughs> Texas. Uh, reality is like that one's more like most likely to happen than the other one. Yeah, I guess. Interesting. Sorry. I think you're uh, My second one here, I'm going competitive pay for small market teams. In, in football, it doesn't really matter. Uh, everybody plays by the salary cap, but in baseball and basketball, it's so hard for some of these teams to even compete. So like Giannis re-signing with the Bucks, you would not have to worry about that in football. Like even uh, the chiefs aren't really a small market football team, but they can latch on to Patrick Mahomes for literally forever. 
And these small market teams in basketball and baseball, they don't have that luxury. I mean, I've seen so many good Royals players come through the system and then they just get bounced out because the Royals can't afford to pay them. And I don't want to see them like everybody has like a $200 million cap, but something where they can at least compete, where they can get a good player and they don't have to worry about him leaving. I don't know the answer to this. Do they, is there a salary floor in baseball? I don't think so. They, so that's the, what they should enforce. Because the, the goddamn minimum, Tampa there's Bay a league Rays minimum. ruining it. What is it, like 30? The league minimum, if you're on the 40-man roster, is like $500,000. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. I player. mean teams. Like I oh, feel like teams, oh. there should be a... there should be, In football, you have to field a roster that... Oh, like, there's oh a that is a certain amount. Oh, I don't ceiling. think so. I don't and think it's so. Just, it's for parity sake. You have right. to spend, I think, 72 million, maybe. I don't know. It's all changed. But why baseball should just do that. You have to spend this much on your players. Done. But it's then, like I was saying, Tampa Bay Rays, one of the worst payrolls in all of baseball, or just in the World Series. So I think a lot of people won't do it. And then where do you find like that middle ground for baseball? Because teams like the Yankees and Dodgers are spending like two hundred million dollars a year, and then here are the but or the the Rays who are spending like fifty or sixty, something ridiculously small. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. It sounds like all of Mello's um, gifts are also for me as well um, because I'm an Asian. Right. So obviously Asian. I would love for the A's to be able to afford to keep guys. Um, that would make me really happy. And also maybe they would spend more money fixing up a place for them to be and enjoy being um, and playing. But yeah, no, I, I agree that that would be great for, for certain sports. It would definitely help out and make it, especially too, because like the A's, like, they invented Moneyball or whatever and started Moneyball, but like then the Red Sox took that system, used it, but they just had more money. And so they were successful yeah. after that using that system. So um, it is a happy medium of both. You do need cash to, to get things going on that side. So I agree. Um, my next gift would be for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and it would be that they got to play more games this year because I think – the fact that um, a lot of people have been saying that they don't deserve to be in the playoff have not watched Ohio state. Um, I think yep. they do deserve to be in the playoff. Yes. They've been a, like in terms of Justin Fields, it's been a little rocky, but I think if they have had played more games, they would still be undefeated and they would get the respect and not be so hated in terms of um, a team that is, you know, deserving of being in the playoff. So that would be my gift to them would be more games. Cause that also was out of their control um, because not only did they have COVID issues with other teams, but they also had a conference that didn't really get it figured out properly. So. I think no matter what Ohio state does, people will hate them. Like they're just, they're right. that type. They're yeah. that good of a program that people are going to hate them no matter what. My final uh, gift for teams and players, it's a breakout season for Michael Porter Jr. I showed you I'm a Nuggets fan mm -hmm. and uh, Jamal Murray can't carry this team all by himself. Jokic, I know a lot of people are saying he might have an MVP type year. You can't win in the NBA without a big three. Michael Porter Jr. needs to break out finally. We've been here about this guy since he was a freshman at Mizzou. We need him to finally break out. I think we saw moments of that in the bubble last year. Now we need a full season of it. Yeah. So put me on board for that. Saw some ups and downs from him in the bubble. Talking about like yes. how he needed more touches and things like that. Maybe he does. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think he is going to have a breakout year. But uh, my last gift, so I'll stick with basketball. Um, we need help for Kyrie. I, the guy is just off the wheels. I, I don't know what's going on with him. So sports psychology definitely has to happen. The dude is burning sage in I kind of love Boston, it. like in like the reporters and everything. If this dude would just focus on basketball and play basketball and maybe stay away from the media. I think he could be one of the best players in the league, but we still get these weird sound bites and like, there's no telling what he's doing behind the scenes. Like he's just a weird dude. And if you could fix him mentally, what he can do on the court is like one of the best, probably the best point guard in the league. If he wasn't so weird. Yeah. I don't mind that he's a weird dude. Cause I think to each his own, but I think he doesn't understand that like you can be a weird dude. And if you want people to accept you for being a weird dude, you don't get to toss judgment around every five seconds. And yeah. that's kind of his MO. And um, when he called like the media pawns um, earlier this year, it's just like that rubbed me the wrong way because it's just like, and Kevin Love said it perfectly. He was like, look, everybody has a job to do. And like, yes, it's part of it. You know, they're the reason people like we play so they can report on it, but like they report. So people get this content. Like, 
everybody has a job to do. You just have to be respectful. And I just thought it was interesting that like, he seems to think that everyone needs to respect how he is and how he feels, but he can throw out and be disrespectful whenever he feels like it. So I don't mind that he's weird. I mean, I would sage things, trust me. Um, but I, I do think that, that that's a, that's a California thing. Duh. Um, I had to mention I was from California. I hadn't on this episode. every episode, every episode. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, my final gift is to Davo Sweeney. I would like to gift him maybe silence or, you know, humility um, a little bit this year. I I'm a huge Davo fan. I have been for a while. I really appreciated what he did staying in Clemson for so long, building that program, all of those things um, this year. He has been chirping at so many people. Like first he said that Florida State like basically faked COVID because they didn't want to play Clemson. Then he went and ranked um, Ohio State in the coaches poll 11, the peop- the team that he's going to play. Maybe it's a strategy, maybe it's a tactic. Also, we know that like most of the time coaches don't actually do their own coaching poll. Yep. But the idea that like you're not little old Clemson anymore. I'm so tired of hearing him say that like you need to understand you're one of the big guys and you've earned that in that respect. Now be just take it like Nick Saban would never like Saban put Ohio state in out of the top four, but he put him at five because he knew if, or whoever was doing his coaches pool knew that if they did that, it would cause a problem. And I feel like constantly Dabo is doing things and saying things to create more attention towards Clemson in a way that just is super interesting. And like, I heard Herbie over the weekend say that like the Cincinnati coach should have just like left it and not been like, don't cause problems and don't say things that draw attention to you. Like you're not in the top four. So don't really worry about it. But it's like, it's so interesting that like his kids go play for a coach that whines and complains about a lot of, lot of things when really Clemson doesn't have that much to complain about. Like, I just wish he was a little bit more humble and realized like you're again, like I said, you're not little Clemson anymore. So my gift to him would be maybe chilling out and not, not causing so many little drama filled like a good publicist. I mean, it's been all year too. I, yeah. Even with the black lives matter movement, all kinds of stuff, like just keep your mouth shut and maybe your recruiting won't be affected. Like, I don't think it was this year, but I wonder how long it is before we start to see recruiting affected in Clemson because of Dabo Sweeney and kind of the way that he's been the last year. Yeah. yeah. It, it's weird. It's like, he has a chip on his shoulder and it's like, why like you don't you don't need a chip on your shoulder your powerhouse yeah exactly yes, by lsu that's why <laughs> yeah yeah well that might be it um so those were our gifts to our teams and just some people in sports but uh pages swear jar is being converted uh it's actually going to be a gift for some teachers so pager i know you love that nickname uh take it away the yes swear jar is full um, too. <laughs> um so i just to be clarify it did not have $500 in it. I did round up so that we were able to give (laughs) wink, wink. Uh, I did round up. So we were able to give (laughs) away a decent amount of money. Um, We had a ton of people DM us after our DMS were finally open. Sorry about that. For those who tried. I feel like Uh, that's on me. My bad. (laughs) um, And um, it was, I mean, I read every single one of the things that you guys submitted. Um, We have five winners. A lot of people submitted people, but didn't give their name. So it's hard to shout them out, but we have um, someone um, sent in their wife who's pregnant and she's had all kinds of high risk stuff with pregnancy and has still been teaching. Um, We had a teacher who had just gotten COVID and he's been teaching while having COVID obviously remotely, but he's been um, teaching through that. We have like a first year teacher who like this was his first year and he like is trying to get money to, to give students other things that don't necessarily have the resources at home. So we have plenty of winners. Um, I also do have to give a shout out to my friend, Adam Spencer. Um, he works for Saturday down South and he actually saw that we were doing this and he not only nominated one of his friends, but, um, he, um, asked if he could throw in a hundred dollars to give away to an extra teacher. So we're actually going to give away $600 to teachers and we'll continue to do this. I think on this show, because, we really enjoy doing these kinds of things, but it was really great. And I appreciate everyone who sent in those things. It was so fun to read. And it kind of gave me like faith in humanity a little bit um, that people are really going above and beyond for kids still. It's like your whole, like the feels thing, like you, your, your cup is full now. Aww. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's, that's such a page thing is like, I love feel good stories. And like, I feel like this year has been so rough. So I'm so glad that everyone sent those in. And like I said, I did read all of them. I went through all of our DMS last night laying in bed. I was like, this is so sweet. <laughs> Dude, uh, you can uh, join the board of the 417 foundation. Cause I need somebody to read all the emails. So if you like that stuff, please come on board. I will did you see my I, tweet? I used hashtag the feels. Yeah, but it, yes, but it was about someone getting beat up. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, still rightfully so i understand but yeah um, if you do have any feel good stories feel free to hashtag the feels because i do still look at that hashtag um i created that stream for bleacher report and i just love any good stories that are within sports or outside of sports i love rex chapman's uh instagram or twitter account because of that so um definitely send those our way whenever but um thank you to all the teachers thank you to all the people that applied and we'll definitely be giving away more money in the new year and thank you to Paige for saying fuck a lot <laughs> Yep. It says, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. That's a big one. Was right. that worth $5, I think? Yeah, mm. it's $5. I rounded up to $50 an episode. Wow. It's so swear jar. Proud of you. Proud of you. Okay, it's time for Mellow's moment to shine. It's just a tip. Paige has the feels. I have <laughs> just the tip. It's quite the blend here. Right. Uh, but do, if you have any problems that you're going through, you can also use the hashtag just the tip and we'll answer those two. A lot of holiday ones. Don't, are, don't use both hashtags. Yeah. Please. Not in the soup tweet. <laughs> please don't. I just got a new puppy and I don't know what to name it. Hashtag just the tip. Hashtag the feels. Right. Because it's both. You have that was so appropriate, Mellow. But also you have a new puppy to name. So. There's one. Uh, this first example is what is the max amount of travel travel you're willing to do for Christmas? My wife and I will be traveling on the road for more than four hours to three different family functions. That's way too much for me. And I feel like maybe this isn't the best question for at least me and Matt, because like uh, 45 minutes, <laughs> that's the most I'm willing to do. I think uh, so. I'm going to disagree. I would this year, if you can do it safely and like if your family's got a plan and everything like I, I also love road trips. So it was like if I could get out by myself for a couple hours and just listen to two guys grow on a podcast, maybe some music, um, I would happily get out and drive right now to go see people. But it's going to then it's going to be a thing where you got to stay there. Like you're spending the night there if you drive four hours. So that's its own set of problems. I will drive collectively about an hour, 15 minutes one way for Christmas this year. I feel like that's okay. I'll do yeah, that. I don't I don't mind the going four hours to have to get to one place and staying there. But it sounds like this person has to go to multiple places, yeah. um, especially this like the situation that we're in this year. I would yeah. probably suggest being like, all right, we're just going to go to one to be safe or use that excuse if you want. But um, I think you limit it. I don't I, I, I understand people have lots of parts of the family, but try and get some of the family to combine it in a normal year so that you're not traveling all over. Or even to just be like, hey, we got a lot going on on Christmas Day. Any way we can do this next week or Christmas yeah. Eve. Or rotate it like with that. family. Like this family does. This year we'll spend Christmas Eve with you. The next year we'll spend Christmas Day with you. We'll spend Christmas Eve with the other family. Like that's, you got to make a, a plan. I know this will surprise everyone except for Mello. I'm so, I, I hate hurting people's feelings or disappointing people. I would just suck it up and drive. Like, I truly would. Because it's terrible though. Yeah, because like if you don't want your like if you're with a spouse, like you don't yeah, he's married, like you don't want to hurt your wife's family's feelings, or you don't want to hurt your wife's feelings. Who cares about her family? You don't want to hurt her feelings or like cause problems. So it's like, man, just like you're probably gonna have to suck this one up and drive. Like get some get some snacks and go. Yeah. It's one day. Take a take a six pack of boulevard wheat. You get there, be like, hey, I brought a present, and then just don't drink all six because you got to drive somewhere else after. But yeah, have sure two at each don't spot. Take a tank seven. No, don't do that. But you can have two Boulevard weeds at each spot, which I am. That's what our, our one of our brothers asked if Boulevard was sponsoring the Miller family Christmas this year. Can't confirm there will be plenty of Boulevard on tap. So it's going to be needed this year, too. Yeah. And the, <laughs> this next one, it even starts off. It says, sorry, it's a long one. And oh, buddy, I feel for you. Me and my girlfriend have been together for a little while, been engaged, but broke it off and are still together. I work a full time job and she's still in college. So she has a lot of free time at home while I'm gone. Yikes. The one guy she plays video games with during the day and wants a relationship with her is asking her for nudes amongst other things. This makes me super pissed. Yep. And uncomfortable for, from experiences. 
I made it known I don't want him to talk to her like that. And it makes me f- and sorry, I lost my place and how it makes me feel. But I don't want to tell her not to talk to him anymore because she feels very alone and depressed while I'm at work. He has me blocked on everything and I can't tell him off or anything like that. What do I do? Get out. This guy, the boulevard. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Yeah. Run. 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 Get out. Run. It's run. So simple. Leave. There are so many things to unpack here that I feel like you need to lay on a couch for an hour with us, buddy. Oh, man. Just go. Just let's just simplify it. Just yep, go. let's make it easy. That's I mean, not so the relationship like, for you. And if she needs to figure her stuff out on that side and then. Yeah. There's yeah, this is a paragraph of like uh, you're being manipulated by her telling you that he's asking for nudes. She's spending a lot of time with someone you're uncomfortable with. So that's disrespectful to you. There's some major codependency going on that if she's depressed and alone when you're at work. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. I don't think there's any other way to do it. Like, I don't think that she's in this for the right reasons. Uh, Paige and I watched The Bachelor. She's not there for the right reasons, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's time not. for her to go. And I don't think that this is something where you can have like a sit down conversation with. No. I mean, if a guy is asking her for nudes, he, she should stop talking to that guy. Yeah, that's right it. There. And I feel like this is probably a situation where maybe she's even like, hey, can't talk to me that way or we're not playing video games together anymore. But like, that's unacceptable. She crossed the line. Got to be done. Sounds like you can do a lot better. Yeah. Happy holidays. Get out. Happy Get that holidays. Gift first, though. <laughs> right uh let's take it to a little bit more of a not serious one uh jets fan here when is it okay for me to abandon my team you're asking the wrong guy because i'm like one more year jimmy garoppolo from being a chargers fan or something mm-hmm. i don't know um here's my thing <laughs> being a fan is not like it's not a blood right you know it's like when can i stop being a miller you know, whenever I want to be, I can go to the courthouse and change that. I don't understand the people who are like, oh, I was born a Jets fan. Got to stay one forever. You don't. They do something that pisses you off. See ya. I mean, I get it. Loyal to your soil, Ed Oliver. You don't have to be. There's nothing that says like, you know what? I disagree with this team doing whatever it might be. I'm out on it. I'm okay with that. I, I don't understand why we criticize people for being like, you know what? And it's not just that a team's losing. It's that 30 years, they're not doing anything to get better. The owner is incompetent. I'm out. I'm moving on. You can do that. I know I'm different here. You guys aren't going to agree with me. I don't feel like, like you don't get the fucking logo tattooed on your arm. And it's like, well, Jets fan till the day I die, or please don't. I hope you haven't. I, just, I wouldn't do it. I've been a Niners fan for 32 years, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Paige? Yeah, I disagree. So um, I'm going to stay loyal to the teams that I grew up rooting for just because that's the the part of it is not even just like them winning. It's like going to games, having those experiences, the place they play, the people you've gone with. So for me, I would say no. I mean, I didn't really pick an NBA team when I was younger. So like I definitely am a Fairweather fan there. Um, but like, I'm never not going to be an Arizona Wildcat fan. Like we've, we've been accused of doing allegedly doing some mm-hmm. things and I'm not going to give up on that team or Sean Miller that it also our football programs a mess right now. Never going to not be loyal to that school. Um, I'll admit that they're, they're wrong and yes, it's painful, but no, you don't get to just jump. You can be upset with them and be like, look, I'm done with them, but I'm still, you're still a Jets fan. I think part of like, being a fan of somebody is experiencing those highs and lows. But after a while, I'm kind of with both of you on this one. I'll be the middleman. I don't know why there's this like loyalty, like people get divorced and it's like, Oh, well, darn it. Didn't work out. Hope it works out. But if you're like, man, I don't know if I even like the jets anymore. People are like, are you fucking stupid? Like you're a jets fan for life. You have to do that. So I don't understand that whole, like you have to be bought in forever. I, I think it's just, it's a serious relationship. It's not a marriage. For fandom. Now, I, I've well, had the same teams like my whole life, but I mean, yeah, like I can't imagine not being a Texas fan, but if they like came out with like racist recruiting standards, I'd be like, fuck you guys, I'm out. Yeah, I think that takes it to a whole new level, Matt. So thanks for does. putting that on me. <laughs> and uh, cool. But also, I think like your loyalties to, you know, you're willing to put up with more with your sports team than you are with your marriages, I think. So, oh, without a doubt. <laughs> So I would say that they last a little bit longer and it's a little bit different because it starts from the very beginning as opposed to something you chose. It's just so much of your identity too. I mean, like 
even people know, like, it, like we'll be at a bar here and people are like, you're a Niners fan, right? It's like, yep. Like it's just become like ingrained in who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand it's tough, but you abandon your team whenever you want to, buddy. We got you. It, it makes no difference to me. Yeah, I don't care. You want to do, I don't care. So that's the way I Are feel. you happy? Uh, last one for us for today, guys. Uh, this next one, a little bit serious. Holiday proposals, yes or no. Uh, whatever you're feeling. That's just like my whole stance on everything. Why do we have to get everybody's like approval approval to be like, oh, this is when I want to do this. This is how I want this food cooked. This is when I'm going to go do that. I mean, your segment doesn't have doesn't a purpose. (laughs) It's your opinion of things. But like with the holiday proposal, is she into it? Are you into it? Does it sound like a good idea? Yes. That's my answer. I yeah, I. I agree with that. I do feel like if you're proposing, I hope you've had a conversation about it to where is like Christmas better be her favorite fucking day of the year, you know, <laughs> like, and you might want to put a puppy in a box too with some holes, be responsible. Like, but friend did that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you have had this conversation and it's not just like she opens the present and you do like the big box to the littler box. And then it's like, Oh, it's a ring. Cause <laughs> she's probably gonna kick your ass. If we haven't talked about it first. I think it's a little cringy though. I don't like the co-opt days. Like, I feel like people who get engaged on holidays, like you're mailing it in at that point. Like you're just, you're not trying. Here's the so. thing. So I agree with Melo that if like both of you think that that's something you would want and she's mentioned that that's what she wants, then that's great. Um, to whoever is lucky enough to propose to me in the future, please do not do it on a holiday. Please do it before the holiday season. So I have my moment and I get to show off That's the ring the and be excited. You don't want that Instagram holidays. post getting lost in everybody's shit of the gifts they got. <laughs> I it's not, I would like to do it beforehand so it can be exciting throughout the holiday. Please don't do it on a day. Please don't do it on Valentine's day. Please don't do it on my birthday, maybe your birthday. That's fine. Um, <laughs> don't do it on Christmas. Don't do it on Christmas Eve. Don't do it on Thanksgiving. Please do it before. Make it its own thing. That's my two cents. That's how I feel about the situation. But like Matt and Melo said, talk to her if you don't want to ruin the surprise. Hopefully, yeah. mentioned it a few times so she can give you some sort of hint. Ask her family. Ask her friends. But for me personally, I want it to be its own deal. But that I also- would love to be around for when somebody is actually surprised by it. Like there was no conversation. You had no idea Those it was coming. That's and then it's just boom. Will you marry me? Just to see that surprise and panic in somebody's face would be wonderful. It's not panic. I think it, I want to be surprised, but I think like no, you, being, I mean, like you had no idea. You guys have had no discussions about like that's hey, not being surprised. It's being blindsided. OK, being I, okay surprised is like not knowing when it's going to happen. You know, it's um, could happen at any right. point in time in the, in the near future, but you don't have an exact idea of like, oh, we're going on a trip to wherever. It's probably mm-hmm. going to happen here and our whole family's coming with us. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But no, no, no. There's a difference between blindsided and actually being surprised at how they do it. Like that Lions coach who was like, oh, yeah, my daughters, both of their yeah. boyfriends ask if they could marry them. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. To Wait, me. what? Right. Yeah. Daryl yeah. Bevel, when he got the job, he was like, been an exciting day for me. I got this job and my daughter's boyfriends both asked my permission to propose, <laughs> which like at first everybody blew that out of proportion. I do think like, mm. after we kind of talked it through, it was like, well, like asking for permission is one thing. That doesn't mean that like those girls definitely knew it was coming. Right. Yeah, help. well, because they I had the like conversation of you day. need to talk to my dad because not everyone need necessarily needs that to happen. But man, when my daughter gets engaged, somebody better talk to me. And I mean, like bring gifts and talk to me. <laughs> now, I'm going old school in this. <laughs> like you better bring a, a horse or something, you know, like I'm going to need four cattle and uh, <laughs> some land. Right. Right. Speaking, speaking of gifts, I think that was our last just the tip. We do actually have a gift for our our listeners. Do you guys know what it is? What are no, we doing no. that's new in the new year? We're giving them two shows a week. <laughs> oh. oh, I was like, we're off next week. I, I was, was like, going to go to we, that next. What are we giving away? Yeah, it's like we did the Boulevard speaker already. Come okay, on, guys. In 2021, we're moving to two episodes a week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, you know, my... My Bleach Report contract is uh, officially coming to an end very shortly. Uh, I actually filed my last article there. And so we're having a little more free time. So we're going to two episodes a week. Uh, 
believe those will be Monday and Friday mornings. I think, I think we clarified yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be yeah, more fun. Uh, for those of you that miss a lot of the draft talk that Mello and I did on a former podcast, that will be coming to this very soon, but still in this, you know, lighthearted, fun way that, that we're able to do and gives Paige a platform to talk about college football in a much bigger way. And we're still going to do NBA, MLB stuff as well. But uh, I think Golf. that we're going to, yes, a lot of Charlie Woods talk in the next 20 years. Um, and it's just going to be, it's going to be good. I'm excited. And We'll have notes soon, news soon about the 2021 Senior Bowl. We will be there covering the Senior Bowl, uh, the three of us. So you can expect a shitload of content from Mobile and beers being drank. Per usual. Not a whole lot. Not a lot's changed in just the address, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll give us more time to rant and and ramble about things um, more during one week. And um, it's super exciting. But we are going to be off next week and then we will be back um with two episodes a week so i'm looking forward to it um i think it'll be really fun i do too and uh just more opportunities for people to watch us on youtube or listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows merry christmas to you guys be safe if you're traveling be safe whatever you're doing we're so close to the finish line don't fuck it up for everybody right now be safe wear a mask wash your hands take care of each other we'll talk to you guys in 2021